Hey folks, uh, quick programming note. Um, so Jack and I uh, recorded uh, an, an episode a couple days ago um, following our trip to the Cubs-Padres game, which we talked about um, a few weeks ago. Uh, we actually had um, an impromptu uh, game that we got tickets for, uh, the Friday, May 28th game between the Cubs and the Reds. So we decided to try to make it a double episode um, and recap both games. Well, it turns out that uh, there was a lot to talk about in both games, and the episode went pretty long. So um, in light of that, and in light of the fact that uh, this upcoming week, um, things are kind of a little busy for, for both of us, we decided to split up both episodes, uh, both both games into two different episodes. So um, this week, we're going to be bringing you uh, just the recap of the May 28th uh, Cubs-Reds game. I know that it uh, at this point, it's been a while since... Uh, since that game happened, but uh, there's still some uh, good stuff, I think, that, that got covered there. Um, and then we will follow it up uh, within the week with um, part two, basically, a uh, recap of the June 1st Cubs-Padres game. Um, so we won't make you wait a whole week for the second uh, episode of that, um, but uh, then we'll be coming to you probably a week after that, Um with uh with a brand new episode so um so yeah just some kind of uh scheduling uh programming stuff going on but uh enjoy this episode of the cubs versus reds um definitely some some good stuff there and um the ending is going to sound a little weird because we didn't plan to uh, make this two episodes so it kind of just fades out and then um in a couple days we'll drop the cubs padres episode which will kind of have have a weird beginning um so just uh Take note of that going forward uh, when you listen. Thanks a lot. Bye. Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. Uh, this is episode number 121 uh, of the podcast, and uh, we're just back from, um, we got a double dip for you uh, this uh, this uh, episode. We um, are going to recap uh, the game between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs from May 28th, 2021, and we are just back from the June 1st uh, Padres at Cubs game. Uh, so we got, yeah, like I said, we got a double dip for you. Yeah, it's it's a old-fashioned doubleheader, none of that seven-inning bullshit. These were both <laughs> nine inning, two nine-inning games, you know, Jeremy, as, as Trump might say. You know, a lot, a lot of people uh, say they don't like the seven-inning games, you know, so, uh, <laughs> so even though nobody but me has said that. So... <laughs> Um, so there you go. So yeah, two nine-inning games is exciting for me. Uh, yeah, but we got a lot coming at you today. We do, and um, we should say uh, we it's time for our rookies, but uh, as we kind of brought up uh, a few episodes ago, we've uh, caught up with, with the years here. So um, we're going to do our 2021 rookie debuts, but um, we are caught up. So uh, we, um, we'll have something new for, uh, for you next week, uh, but yeah. Um, Let's 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 ring it out uh, with um, with with this year's rookie Jack. Who is your rookie for this year? Yeah, so I, I thought it might be fun to do somebody who's relevant to the game we saw tonight, Padres Cubs. So mine is going to be a debut from the Padres from 2021. Uh, the uh, much heralded 
Tucapita Marcano. Um, <laughs> he, he, ha- he hails from Tucapita, Venezuela. Um, you, Jeremy, when we saw that on the scoreboard tonight, that, that seemed to me like an error you would see on the White Sox scoreboard. <laughs> you know, That's it'd true. be like if. Yeah, it'd be like if they said Jan Gomes was from Gomes, Venezuela. <laughs> or Gomes, Tennessee, right? <laughs> yeah, Gomes, Tennessee, yeah. Um, yeah. I will say I do think Jason Castro is from Castroville, California. So it would be funny to do an episode about like players um, who are named, uh, have the same name as the towns they're from. Oh, I don't God. know if it would just be, just be these two guys that you'd be talking about here. Yeah, um, I don't know how you know that Jason Castro is from Castroville. That's I saw it on the White Sox scoreboard, so maybe I shouldn't trust it. Sure. Maybe I should not uh, trust that one. Um, but yeah, so we saw Tucapita Marcano tonight. Um, he was not listed on our on our program roster. Yep. I don't think um, he pinch hit in the ninth inning. Um, the pitcher was uh, they had, Padres had done a double switch, so the pitcher was hitting in the seventh spot. So he pinch hit for the pitcher, and um, uh, Craig Kimbrell made him look like a piece of meat. I think yeah. he struck him out. Uh, I think he struck him out on three pitches, maybe, maybe four. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Kimbrel made him look bad. He's only 21 years old. Uh, he's only hitting 182. Um, look, seems like he's been up and down because he made his debut on April 1st. Um, but he also has some minor league stats listed here for 2021. I'm not quite sure why he's in the major leagues. In 2019, <laughs> in A ball, he hit 270 with with two homers and you know 15 stolen bases and 16 caught stealing which is a, a pretty uh, dismal ratio. Uh, his OBP was just 323. He only walked 35 times and 504 plate appearances. I don't know. I, I hadn't read much about this kid, Jeremy. Is yeah. is he like just a guy they see a lot of potential in? or You know, um, he he was an international free agent signing, and mm-hmm. I, it's unfortunate that like baseball reference doesn't say how much that he signed for. Yeah. Um, you can I, – I probably could have Googled that info. But, um, yeah, I'm just guessing that uh, – you know, he was probably he would have been in like the probably 2016 signing class. So that was mm-hmm. a little bit before I was really kind of paying extra close attention. So, yeah, I assume he was probably like a, a high international, a highly ranked international free agent. Um, and that's why they've kind of kind of pushed him through a little bit. But, yeah, it is weird that, um, yeah, he was only an A ball prior to the 2021 season. So looks like, uh, looks like he was signed for, uh, $320,000. Okay. That's, um, that's probably like middle of the road for an international guy. I would say that's, that's probably like equivalent to like a third round pick maybe or something. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. I'm just, you know, looking here, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's listed as having a hit tool of 55 on MLB, uh, pipeline, uh, run 55 field uh, overall 50 so that's jeremy as far as prospects are concerned what 80 is the highest yep. you can grade out is 50 yeah. like pretty solid yeah okay okay well um you know so there you go pretty good yeah 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 okay well you know um uh looks like uh looks like he was like their fifth ranked prospect in their top 30 so not bad uh so yeah Tuka Peter marcano could be a guy to keep an eye on you know in the coming years yeah, for sure. Um, a guy to uh, keep an eye on for the Cubs uh, is my uh, rookie for this um, year, and uh, it's uh, Jack. I went with Keegan Thompson from the Cubs. Keegan Thompson. Okay, I think they figured possibly you were going to go with Tommy Nance for this, but Ke- Keegan Thompson. All right, I like it. He's, he he uh, reminds me of uh, you know his name sounds so similar to Keenan Thompson. That, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I can't help but think of it. Yeah. Um, 
No, I was going to go. Yeah, interestingly enough, Keegan Thompson didn't get into either of the two games we went to. Um, I did go to the Cubs game yesterday with my wife, and he did pitch yesterday, which was cool. Um, he So... Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get into it, but um, we saw half of a game with Fernando Tatis tonight. Um, but uh, Keegan Thompson, his uh, he came up um, probably end of April. I don't exactly have. Uh, let's see, what is when did he debut? Um, Looks like he debuted May second. May second. Okay, so just just got in in May. Um, he's uh, he's only given up one earned run so far this year, and it was on a homer to Tatis yesterday. Um, so kind of tangentially ties into the game a little bit but uh he's been great so far for the cubs he was a third round pick out of uh, auburn uh he was uh, teammates with casey mize um and uh when they when the cubs played the uh, tigers in uh, detroit they kind of like had like a moment uh before the game which was kind of cool um but uh but yeah third round pick um I, honestly like when he kind of um like in recent years, I feel like there wasn't too big of a buzz about him. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, he didn't pitch last year, so it's hard to say, but, uh, he's, he's been great so far this year. Um, and it's just great to see a homegrown, uh, Cubs pitcher, uh, make good in the major leagues. Um, I don't even know. He probably has some sort of record for like, um, you know, for Cubs homegrown pitchers or whatever, but, uh, it's um it's something it's a it's a you know it's a win for Cubs uh drafted uh pitchers so um hoping for good things from him going forward uh but uh but yeah he uh he gave up he's yeah he got tagged uh for for his first run from a, on a Tatis homer which um isn't too shabby you know uh worst players have have beef uh you know suffered that fate so um so yeah Keegan Thompson uh something to look forward to as a Cubs fan for sure. Yeah, Jeremy, I mean, we were talking about on the walk home that the Cubs are finally, uh, you know, they're finally starting to uh, develop these uh, pitchers now. Yep. Um, you know, it, uh, the, Craig Breslow and his, uh, you know, his minions are, are really getting it done for the uh, the, the Cubs uh, farm system. So, yeah, that, that's exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get to see him pitch. Uh, I'm trying to think of other homegrown guys. Is Dan Winkler a homegrown no, guy for the Cubs? No, no. Um, he like Braves maybe or something. Oh, he was on the Braves. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, I. I guess you can kind of say Nance, but I don't know. I don't know exactly. I don't know if Nance was drafted by the Cubs. Quite honestly, um, Elzelai, uh, free like international free agent came up um, through them. Let me look at the roster here really quick. Uh, Justin Steele, who's on the DL right now, but he was a he's a homegrown guy. Um. Dylan Maples, if you want to count him as being good, I guess <laughs> um, he's he's doing okay this year actually. Um, so yeah, the kind of guys like that. Um, yeah, not sure if there's too many others on that list. Brad Wick came over from the uh, the Padres, um, but yeah, but yeah, there's 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 some you know starting to make it, so that's good. All right. Well, that that is that is exciting. Well, sweet Jeremy. Next week we have our uh, our little surprise uh, that we're that we're gonna do. So you know we're we're really excited about that. For uh, no more debuts, but we've got a, we've got some good in the pipeline. Yeah, something uh, interesting, obscure, and ba- very baseball referency. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a lot of game game stuff to get to. So let's. Uh, I think we should start off with Cubs versus Reds. We were actually surprised. Uh, this was an impromptu game. Yeah. We didn't really plan on going to this game. Jeremy texted me the night before, uh, saying that he'd gotten tickets from his work, 
because nobody else wanted them because the forecast looked terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that's that's um, that's that seems to be probably why they fell into my lap. Uh, I'm not <laughs> complaining, um, but uh, but yeah, like I, you know, I was uh, I I was texted by the HR person from my from my other job. Uh, asking me if I wanted the tickets. Um, and, uh, I said yes, uh, because yeah, you don't really ask questions. I, I just made sure that I was available, like literally available to do it. And, uh, then I, of course I looked at the forecast. I was reminded of the forecast. I'm like, oh yeah, it's supposed to rain. It was like 80% chance of rain, like all afternoon. Um, so yeah, I asked you Jack, if you wanted to go, um, we kind of were like, well, this game isn't going to happen, but, uh, let's, you know, we'll just see what we we'll We'll see where we're at. And, um, yeah, uh, we woke up the next day that Friday and um, the forecast somehow cleared up. Uh, it was going to be cold as hell, but uh, the forecast cleared up and uh, we, we went to the game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let, let us reiterate that I think it was May 28th was the day yeah. that we went to this game and it was below 50 degrees, which just isn't right. Um, but yeah, we both had our winter coats on. Um, Jeremy is now perfectly comfortable being blanket guy at the game. So yep. he brought, you know, he brought a blanket along, which is a good call because, um, you know, I, I got, I ended up getting pretty chilly, but I had a winter hat. Jeremy, uh, Jeremy used his gator, um, to cover his ears and nose. Yeah. Um, I, I wore my mask just to c- keep my face warm, but yeah, we were, we were freezing at the game. It was not fun. It didn't rain. It was misting a little bit, but, yeah. uh, the weather conditions were really not great at all. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, it was um, it was interesting, Jack. I uh, I didn't, I never used. The, I will say, I never used the blanket, which is pretty stupid to bring a blanket and never like fully <laughs> use it. But I used it to block between. We were, I was talking about this during the game with Jack, but honestly, one of the unexpected ways to be cold during a, a baseball game, uh, for I would say in most parks, is um, there's two ways. One is like the cold concrete, like getting going through your shoes and making your feet cold. Um, and the other one mm-hmm. is in between each seat is like a metal bar, like a metal armrest. And obviously it's metal. So that thing gets like friggin' cold in the, in the cold. It, it like, it like absorbs all the cold. And when that touches your body, it's like basically like touching an ice cube to your body the whole time. So, uh, I actually stuck the blanket between like my leg and like the, the arm, uh, rest, basically the metal like divider. And like that made a huge difference so if anything that the, the blanket was good for that um so i did that and then also like yeah the gator like came in huge because like yeah so technically this was the first home game where fans didn't if you were if you're vaccinated uh i mean biggest asterisk in the world <laughs> um it's apparently uh there's a you know there's a concentration of 24,000 people in the Wrigleyville area who are vaccinated fully vaccinated so um you know when when doing the tabulations just go ahead and count those 24,000 that are at Wrigley <laughs> um but uh uh yeah so like it was the first game where you didn't have to wear a mask in your seat uh if you were vaccinated uh we are both vaccinated um but we, but it was cold. So we had the masks on and like that gator, like went over my face, over the back of my, my hat and, uh, over my ears. And I was, I was doing, I was feeling good. Jack, I wasn't as cold as I could have been. And granted I was at that opening day where it was just unbearable. So I actually was okay. I would say, but I was prepared. I was well prepared. I would say. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't wear a second pair of socks, which was a, a bad decision. Yeah. Um, cause my, my feet got, got very cold throughout the game, but it was the type of weather where we, we basically knew the score final score of the game was probably going to be one to nothing 
or two to nothing. Um, you know, it, it didn't. Uh, yeah. We didn't think there would be a lot of offense, uh, the, just, and that that came to fruition. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. As a quick aside about that whole like concrete thing, I I remember there was like people like there's people who go to Bears games who like bring like a piece of like like foam or like cardboard or something to put under their feet like for real like this is a real thing like i don't know like you should talk to talk to i don't know if you have uh relatives who go to a lot of packers games but see what they do like to to stay warm because uh, well i'll say i'll say this jeremy when i when i'm walking down those treacherous uh you know upper deck uh stairs after after cold cubs games like i the i think the the hard cold concrete definitely does play a uh a factor in that as well i hadn't really ever thought about that but um yeah that that definitely is a thing um uh and so there are people at bears games who will who plan for this yeah i remember um yeah see i'm go- i'm googling it right now how to stay warm at cold football games uh <laughs> and uh I this um this site it's on businessinsider.com um but uh I'll have to look it's like slow loading here but uh there's a picture of someone with a piece of cardboard under their shoes at a football game <laughs> you know I, I I feel like uh you know since you mentioned Bears games Jeremy um uh, it reminds me of the story that you know this is from a couple of years ago but it was on the podcast that uh you know podcast best ga- uh, guest Ben mm-hmm. shared uh he mentioned he was at a Bears game one time and you know it was it was like before the game and they had they had like kids on the field and and Ben thought that was really cool and then some some meatball Bears fans behind him were like get those fucking kids off the field yes. um which uh, which I think is a hilarious story. So it's, so there you go. It's one of my favorite stories, and uh, I you know <laughs> I can't help but but ev- uh, invoke that uh, every time we see kids on the field at games. 100%. <laughs> um, so yeah, super cold. Uh, figured it'd be one one two nothing uh, final score, and that you know that came to fruition. Um, but that's that's all for a little bit later. Uh, as we were wa- Jer- so Jeremy picked me up from my apartment and we drove to Wrigley Field uh, or just, you know, thereabouts parked a couple blocks away from the stadium and we walked uh, the rest of the way. On our walk there, we passed a guy who was standing outside of a bar and he had a custom jersey on and normally we kind of rip on people who have custom jerseys because it's a stupid thing. Um, You know, just just get a player's jersey. But this guy had a jersey that said Rosenbagger on it, which uh, if you've ever seen the movie (laughs) Rookie of the Year is one of the things that the manager calls Henry Rowan Gardner because he can never remember Rowan Gardner's name. Um, and Jeremy, I had I had forgot because I, I haven't seen Rookie of the Year in a long time. You've probably seen it more than I have because it, it involves the Cubs. Probably. I've seen it a lot of times to the point where I can quote many of the lines. But that is a deep cut. That is that <laughs> is one of the that is one of the deeper cuts you can get for, for a movie reference. Um, uh, I, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I, there, so people do have Rowan Gardner jerseys. Um, mm-hmm. you yeah, know. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but this one to go, uh, you know, Rosenbagger, that's pretty good. I think like he calls him like Hassenpfeffer. Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but uh, Rosenbagger is a, a pretty good one. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was um, yeah, taking it another level. Which uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to that one. That was that was pretty decent. There were some guys that had custom jerseys tonight. Um, it said Pasquale. Yeah, I saw Unless that was yeah, yeah. That that's nobody's ever, from the Cubs has ever been named Pasquale, have they? No, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, that was just like a whole family of people who had I, those jerseys. Oh just man. terrible. I saw two guys uh, before you got there, Jack, uh, tonight who was they were wearing like 
I one said like Alan and the other one said like James or something like, uh-huh. and they were like they were like brothers. They may have even been twins, and it just Ugh. I was like, who are these kids? Like like some like rich like twins, like some like weirdo like rich twins who like answer each other's you know sentences, like complete their sentences and stuff. Like I had this whole like kind of like storyline thought out for these guys, but um. Uh, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's so whatever they, whatever they are, they're not baseball fans. No, 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 no. Um, they're, yeah, it's a, yeah, just bad, 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 bad. (laughs) Um, so as we were walking in, uh, it, it was kind of the debate. So now that the city is more opened up again, there's like a silly thing when you go into restaurants, you never really need your mask on in there, but you're supposed to enter the restaurant with like a mask on. And then like, you know, you're technically supposed to have it on whenever you're talking to your server but basically people like don't have the mask on when they go outside they pop it on real fast when you go inside yeah and then you just take it off right away again when you sit down eat you know uh vaccinated or not vaccinated it's just it's it's kind of a free-for-all at this point nobody's really sure what to do so uh as we were entering we weren't sure before we entered the gate where they do the security checks and and whatnot if we should put our masks on you know just for show um and you know jeremy made the comment he said, uh, I, I've, I've never been that guy during the whole pandemic where like somebody needed to ask me to put my mask on. I'm just, yep. I've never been that guy. Yeah. And I wanted to say, you know, hey, Jeremy, in, in 2020, the, you know, the Cubs, the Cubs weren't that guy that got shut down for COVID. And, you know, now they can't get to 85 percent vaccination. So yep. it's like, you know, you, you, you still got a little time yet, maybe uh, to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be the worst offender uh, in the vicinity. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least, yeah, at least I got jabbed. So, um, yeah, for sure. I, uh, and, and honestly, it's, it's just a, it's a free for all is the right way to put it. I mean, it is like, like I'll say like in general, like the, um, the new uh, guidelines are like, um, ambiguous and basically it's like the city, uh, and the state is pretty much putting it on the employees of each individual restaurant or like restaurant or whatever, uh, propriety whatever to like to kind of like police their own uh mask rules basically and uh you know that sucks for the people who are like making like minimum wage you know who have to like tell some fucking you know aggro freak to put their mask on um and so like wrigley field it's like so you you, technically at wrigley field you don't have to wear them when you're uh outdoor in an outdoor space but in the indoor space you're supposed to put it on uh, I went to the bathroom today, and uh, there was as many exposed mouths as there were exposed, uh, you know, unmentionables. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's just a free for all. Um, and uh, but again, it's like I didn't I didn't want to be that guy going in. So uh, we masked up, and um, honestly, we we kept our mask on for this next thing that happened, and I kind of. Uh, I was uh, sweating it out, like literally and uh, mentally, and I kind of I could have used a non-mask situation there to just get some air because uh, I was starting to get flustered by this next fiasco that we went through. Yeah, so so when you you know when when we entered the stadium, um, sort of, uh, Jeremy, what what is the that Ga- gate called? Gallagher right Way the, through the Gallagher, Gallagher way, way with the park and the 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 grass patch and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So you know we entered through Gallagher Way, and right after you enter there's a uh, a souvenir stand but the souvenir stand was super busy because everybody was buying blankets right um, we, it's the same souvenir stand we referenced in the uh dodgers game 
It uh, is, and we made fun of the guy because did. he made he made us go around, uh, you know, around to like the other side so he could ring us both up at once. Yeah, he and we're like, yeah, that guy must be practicing. Like, like, what? Yeah, how fucking lame was that? Like for when it gets busy. Uh, but yeah, he, there totally was something to that because uh, this was this was a scenario where it was like, wow, thank God they have two registers and they could ring two people up at once because this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so we decided not to go to that one just because it was so busy. So we we took a little walk. Um, uh, we 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 hang we hung a right and we took a walk uh, that away um, down the concourse so to find plate. another uh, another stand. Yeah. And uh, so we found one, and we, we got in line. Like, we were, like, the, the third people third, in line yep. for this other one. It didn't seem that bad. But then we, we were waiting, and we were waiting, and we just kept waiting. And, like, this guy, it seemed like he was having trouble with his credit card or something, and he couldn't pay for the hat he was trying to buy. Um, but then it, it eventually turned into the, it, you know, we realized that the girl was calling somebody. She was having problems with her system. And so she pulled yeah. her mask down, and she was laughing about it. She's like, I'm so sorry, everybody. And, like, here we are getting fucking pissed, and now there's, like, 20 people in line behind us. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, at some point, the guy grabbed, like, another, he grabbed, like, some, like, Cubs, like, beer koozie to, like, ha- <laughs> he's like, here, scan this. And we, and it from us, from our vantage point, it looked like he was just, like, adding, like, impulse buys and, or some shit. Um, and it was just, it was, it was infuriating because all we wanted were, were scorecards, just two fucking scorecards, two pieces of paper, two pieces of cardboard, um, you know, $1 each, just like fucking like, I'll throw a dollar at you and like grab the thing and run off. It's like, this guy's like grabbing stuff. So like, yeah, but then she's like, she's tapping buttons and then she's like shaking her head and it's like, ah, fuck. Like, you know, what's going on here? And so we were like stuck between like. Um, between stands, basically, we passed by this other one because there was like maybe like five people in line. We went to this one and like it looked like like you know jackpot, like we were gonna get in and get out. And then further down uh, the way, there was like the bigger uh, con- uh, like uh, souvenir stand, like this actual store where you like walk in through a door and there's like a two levels. Um, I think it's probably the main uh, souvenir store in in Wrigley at this point. Um, but like we were, um, so we were waiting. So we were like in this, we were so close that it was like worth waiting. So she called a guy over. Some guy shows up not too far, like too much later. (coughs) And, um, he like kind of leans over, but he's like on, I don't know how you get to that, to, to behind, like into, into her booth. Cause there's not like a thing. It's not like a bar where like the, the arm goes up, like the, the, the counter goes up and you go back. Like, I don't know how you get back there. But this guy leaned over and was trying to to help uh, the the girl, and um, and he had like a satellite phone with him, you know, like he was oh, trying yeah. to. He seemed like he seemed like an IT guy or some somebody who could fix that kind of thing, and he nah. was like trying to fix it for her. He was just some dude. He 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 didn't know <laughs> shit. But he was trying. He he was trying to like like he was punching buttons, and but it's not. He was like leaning over like to do it. So it's like as if the guy who was in line was leaning over to try to do it. Like he wasn't at the right vantage point to see the. The whole like, and she tried to like turn turn the screen around, but it's like you wanted the guy back there with her so he could see the whole screen in front of him. But he was pushing some buttons, and like it was a like I would say like a minute, a minute and a half elapsed, and he was still they still hadn't figured it out. And so I was just like, if this guy showed up and he hasn't been able to figure it out in this minute, minute and a half, this isn't gonna get done anytime soon. Let's get out of here. So so we did bail. We we walked over to the to the big. Uh, uh, souvenir stand and there was a line to just get in the goddamn door of that place um, but it was kind of moving so we were like maybe we should go in 
and just like wait. Um, but then there was a line to get inside, and we were just like, no, this isn't gonna isn't gonna cut it. Yeah. So then uh, I will say before we went to um, you know before we get to how we went to the uh, the original stand yeah. uh, right by Gallagher Way, I do like that we we kind of formed some solidarity with the other people in line at that you know at the one where it was a fiasco. Like sure. it was one of those things where you know you start making eye contact with the other people in line and. And shaking your head, you know what would have made the uh, uh, the whole interaction perfect if, is if Chris Chelios had been behind us. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, "You guys got any idea what's going on up there?" Like, man, I don't you know. can't do you can't do business like this, isn't that what he said yeah, to you? Yeah, he's like, "I'm a business owner. You can't run your business like this. It's just you just can't do it." It's like, I don't know what's going on up there, Chris. All right, so don't ask me. Um, but, uh, um, yeah. We we eventually though we eventually went back to the one by Gallagher Way and. Uh, so tonight, Jeremy, for tonight's scorecard, I tried to pay with cash. The guy, I had like singles on me. The guy let me pay with cash uh, okay. on on the Friday game, Friday, the Reds game. Yeah. I think because he was so overwhelmed because like so many people were buying, uh, you know, uh, blankets. He just let me hand him a dollar and and I, uh, you know, he gave me a scorecard, uh, which was which was cool. But yeah, we were actually in and out of there pretty fast. But it was a nail biter, man. It shouldn't have been that close. We wasted about ten to twelve minutes if not even maybe a little bit more just trying to get those scorecards. Right. And we were kind of we were cutting it kind of close, but we, at the same time we didn't want to uh be um in front of uh we didn't want to be there too early because it was so goddamn cold. But then we like we ended up missing the national anthem, we missed the lineups. Um mm-hmm. and, like we we got in like luckily we were sitting on the uh first uh level. Um I I got good seats uh from my from my job, so um it was nice we didn't have to climb up the the stairs, but um that would have been that would have been cutting it close to first pitch if um if we had to go up to the upper deck but um but yeah so well Jack so spoiler alert did you did you pay with a uh, card tonight I had to the guy the guy said I had to pay with oh. card he wasn't he wasn't taking cash yeah okay um, because I noticed that you paid with cash on Friday and I was like I don't think he's supposed to be able to pay with cash. Um, yeah, because like, yeah, when I went on opening day, I was like, you know, I I got the scorecard. He's like uh, cashier uh, credit. And he's like, oh, wait, I can't do cash. So, yeah, just credit or whatever. And so. um, So, yeah. So that was a thing. But uh, uh, yeah. So there you go. They're still cashless, I guess, at Wrigley. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, which, you know, for a scorecard, it, it feels uh, feels pretty silly. Um, but yeah, right. thank thank goodness we got them. Uh, it, but it was, uh, it was close. There was a, uh, you know, so most people were dressed appropriately for the, for the, uh, you know, the weather, but there, there was someone who was dressed like, uh, this woman who was dressed like Harley Quinn from Batman, which was, which was a little bit strange. Yeah. I mean, this chick was like straight out of like CBGB's like 1979 or something. Like it was really weird. Like, so like, I don't know, like, you know, you go to like Cubs games and like, usually you see like yuppie girls, you know, or like, uh, college girls or whatever, uh, Lincoln park Trixies they were once referred to as, um, (laughs) but like, you know, the type, uh, who you usually see at a Cubs game. Um, and then every once in a while you see like, uh, I don't know, like, I guess I'm aware of when I see kind of like rock people, like, (laughs) like people who look like, um, music people or like I guess hipsters even like to an extent but like this girl was like stood out like a sore thumb like yeah she was wearing like fishnet like stockings like she looked like Harley Quinn or like you know like Wendy O. Williams or something from like you know uh, 
you know, uh, the like the New York punk scene um, of the seventies. It was it was she was very like out of place, um, and uh, she was also like on the phone like in this like weird like little like kind of alcove like this. I don't know what this little section she was in, but it was like this weird little like inlet sort of thing. And she was kind of in there talking on the phone. I'm like, who, who is this person here? She clearly doesn't want to be at the game. Like um, we saw her later sitting in her seats and, and in, in her seat and uh, her like she was with, I think, a guy or whatever. And he had just gotten up and I didn't get a chance to get a good look at him. But uh, it was an odd uh, this girl definitely stood out like a sore thumb at, at the Cubs game. Yeah, it's it's always funny when you when you see somebody at a at a baseball game and you just you wonder how they happen to be there today, right? Um, because they seem because they seem so incongruous. Uh, I, I will say, Jeremy, you mentioned you always notice people who look like they're like punk rock. Uh, you used to be in a band, Jeremy, but I think if uh-huh. if you know if your buddy Rich heard that line, he would he would point out that you uh, have also seen all of they might be giants Chicago dates. So <laughs> right. That, that's a that's a reference that's a deep reference if you were at my wedding um <laughs> yeah yeah there you go yeah a few few people might might find that one funny but uh yeah so uh but but uh i hear you um so yeah we we got to our seats um like jeremy said we missed the national anthem which i don't think was performed live um and also the lineups uh there uh there, there were some some a few oddballs so so with the more people coming to the games i think this was the first game of 60%. There was of course yeah. a little bit more uh stimulus for uh for Jeremy and I to um you know, to kind of engage with. Uh there was a uh, I believe there were two women sitting next to you Jeremy. Uh I, I couldn't hear them um cuz they were a little bit too far away from me, but it seemed like they weren't not talking much about baseball. Well, yeah, so we sat down in our seats and um it was also interesting because like we I was offered four tickets um and no one ever showed up to the other two seats. So I don't know if they were on our left or our right. Uh, but at some point, like this group of four showed up and it was like, it was like two older, like parents and then two like younger women. Uh, and they sat down and they sat down piggyback style. So it was two and two, two in front and two behind. And the two younger girls sat, uh, in front and right, like a seat away from us. Um, I got the impression that they weren't there. Those weren't their seats. Um, but they sat down and they were just like gabbing, like right away, just fucking gabbing and like talking about like, like family shit, like, you know, just like, Oh, did you see Sue's uh handbag, whatever? And it's like, Oh, did you do this? Like, well, and like, I think like, it's like, it was, I couldn't tell what the relationship was. I think maybe one of the, the younger women was like daughter of the two parents. And then the other one was a friend maybe, or a cousin. Cause uh, like one of them said like, Oh, Betty, you're you're such a cut up or something like. And listen, this is I'm par- I'm 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 interpreting what the vibe was. I know it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, dialogue out of like you know, leave it to Beaver or something. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. They were just gabbing and like it was like it it felt it felt like it was like family catch up. It was like you know like catching up on like what's been going on with the family and like the, the, the extended cousins and, and whatnot. And I'm like, I was like, if this keeps up the whole game, this is not going to be good. Um, it eventually kind of shut down. Uh, the, the women got up and were out and about from a lot of the game, uh, which was good. Uh, but, uh, that was a, you know, I think just like with any, um, with, with the, uh, the fans like expand the capacity expanding, like, you know, it's just, it's more, 
obviously it's good for material for us, but then it's also like room for more fodder of just like getting annoyed with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was, it was, we were, we were treading on that, that turf. It's, it's easy to forget that sometimes people just go to these baseball games just for, for something to do. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, I think that'd be fun. Like, let's go to the, let's go to the Cubs game. Um, it's just a strictly a social thing. Uh, you know, nobody's there keeping score, you know, they're not keeping score. They're not particularly paying attention. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of like the equivalent of like, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe if like I went to a concert or something, I'd be like, oh yeah, I guess this is cool, but like I don't really care if I get up to take a piss and like spend a half hour getting a beer. Um, you know, that's how some people feel about a baseball game. But you know, you and I, we're totally like the guys who are sitting behind your buddy Ben and like yelling at the kids to get off the field. Like oh, yeah. that's 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 how we feel when we enter a baseball stadium. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like we're just describing like you know how math works, like one like arithmetic works to like. The, our listeners is like i think that's you know uh that's what that's what they they come here for I, I i would think it's like is to hear the viewpoints of two people who can't understand how anyone would go to a baseball game <laughs> for pleasure and not for not to like keep score um but uh but yeah absolutely uh and um i guess it's a good thing that there are people like that because um uh, or I should maybe say it's a good thing we have the podcast that we can channel our frustration to uh, content rather than just be pissed about it uh, to ourselves. Yes, you know, most definitely. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a long time. It's been a long time for us since we've experienced this this these types of things at an event. So yeah. you know, it's a little, little bit of a culture shock going back. There was also this great this great couple that was sitting in front of us. I, I don't know if I should call them great, um, but they they <laughs> the way I describe them in our notes is idiot stoner couple. Um, these people were ridiculous, Jeremy. I think you summed them up perfectly when you said that they were a joke of people, um, (laughs) which, 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 which sort of reminds me of like doc, Dr. Steve Brule from the, uh, uh, Tim and Eric show when one time he was at a restaurant and he, he was like, this restaurant is great. They got a million of foods here. Um, and that's, that's kind of like, you know, you call them a joke of people, but it's, it was a perfect way to describe these two people. Uh, cause they, yeah, they were just a, a joke. The guy kept buying beers from, uh, so they had vendors, they had vendors yep. walking around and the guy kept buying beers from the vendor, but he kept standing up during the transaction. Of course he's right in yes. front of us. So we couldn't, yeah. couldn't see what was happening. And it was like, there was no reason for this yeah. guy to be standing up during the transaction. None. No, the vendors don't say, please stand, sir. You know, it's like <laughs> the national anthem wasn't happening concurrently with him buying beer. Like there was no reason that he needed to stand up, even if he needed to fish out. Like, honestly, these hippies, like these like faux hippies or whatever, like they they, <laughs> they don't wear tight pants. So like they have big baggy pants. They pra- He should be wearing cargo pants and his wallet should be but down by his knee. Uh, so there's definitely no reason for him to stand up. Like you'd think if someone was wearing like tighter pants, you, sometimes you got to stand up to get your wallet out or something uh, or your phone, I guess, because you have to pay. um well, I guess you can pay with a card, but, uh, but yeah, but he was just standing every time and it was completely unnecessary. But like, I think I said to Jack, I'm like, these are the kind of people who can't walk down the street and chew gum at the same time. Like right. he couldn't like, and maybe it's because they were clearly stoned out of their gourd. He had some kind of like thing that looked like a lipstick that I'm pretty sure was like a vape pen, probably with, uh, you know, pot tincture in it or whatever um uh-huh. but uh but yeah and like they both had floppy hats on too like that's that we don't really need to say more than that um <laughs> the guy was just like a, a just a bum bummy looking guy like the girl like uh 
seemed like he seemed like he was um you know she was out of his league but uh i suppose when you're just probably stoned all day like you don't really keep you know you're not really aware of you know who's in your dating pool um but uh but like yeah they were just uh they were just just a couple of boneheads and uh um yeah just like i think like i felt like they were like you know like just like laughing like <laughs> like at times where it was um unnecessary but uh their big their big contribution um came uh i guess in the 5th inning uh when david bodie hit a home run which would turn out to be the only run of the game yeah uh they the guy during the home run during david bodie's home run trot the guy started doing some ridiculous dance like it looked like it was almost like the type of dance where like he looked like he was like riding a horse or something yeah um like you know there was like a a phantom horse under him and he was like trying to ride it um and he was just like looking at his girlfriend the whole time he was doing it yeah and you know this is about when david bodie was rounding third base and jeremy just looked at me and he was like unironically unironically like this guy was unironically (laughs) doing this and you know here we are trying to enjoy uh uh you know just a post home run celebration and this guy is like doing this right in front of us uh it was absurd i said to jeremy tonight so um you know patrick wisdom we were like he had he had two home runs yesterday and jeremy said we got to think of something if like wisdom hits another home run i said yeah we should both mimic that guy's dance from friday but i would be too embarrassed to to mimic that even in (laughs) even in jest even ironically i just i couldn't do it i wouldn't be able to face the people around me (laughs) I said, I said unironically, Jack. That's really. I think, I think you you looked at me and Jeremy. I, I would have figured you would have been euphoric after this Cubs home run, like you know you usually are. But you you saw this dude doing it, and it's almost like he just distracted you out of uh, you know any enjoyment you had from the home run, and yeah. you just went unironically, unironically. Yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it there was, was there was some sort of like downward motion to his dance. Like I feel like he had like one arm up and then one arm down, where he was like pointing. Uh-huh down and it looked like yeah he was kind of going like side to side a little bit like doing just some kind of like just cheesy like just bad dance and like and like yeah i mean like it it looked like if you can imagine like being at like a festival um and like you know like being like in an outdoor festival like on the grass and like you know there's people who are on the outskirts there's people who like get into the pit or get into like the mass of people then there's people who are just on the outskirts and they're doing like weird shit they're playing with like devil sticks or they're playing hacky sack or they're like just doing something just fucking random and it's like they just want to dance and they don't care about who's playing or what music they're dancing to they're just like kind of like swaying and dancing it's like it was that it's like these people could be seen on the fringes of like riot fest or something like you know in a couple months uh but but yeah uh just uh just just i guess a joke of of people (laughs) (laughs) um there was some good 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 scoreboard stuff too uh in this game um so so this must be a new thing that they're doing for this year although correct me if i'm wrong jeremy uh so the uh little like promotion little game is like it's a brief interview with a player and uh it's a it's a bone of beef sponsored thing so the the question is you know what's your beef uh and then they'll just ask a player about a random subject like what's your beef with you know uh well we'll we'll say this yeah the david bodie it was david bodie and they asked what's your beef with well if you recall if uh, yeah yeah i was gonna say jack uh, if you if mm -hmm. you recall if you recall like uh you know um the dodgers game chris bryant's beef with the internet was uh trolls who will you know, rip you for anything and everything. 
That's right. Yeah. That's right. And we almost we almost felt like he was he was you know commenting on us. Right. Um, but it's like it also that one that one was a little dark. Yeah. I think um, it's like man that was that he was he was serious about that one. Yes, he I was. Think. Yeah. Wow. So the David Bodie's question was, "What is your beef with shopping?" And David Bodie's beef with shopping is shopping. Yes. Um, so th- there's there's a lot that I, I want to, you know, I'd, I'd like to say about this here. First of all, I think it'd be funny if they asked him multiple things like, yeah, what's what's your beef with uh, with flying? And he's, you know, it's like, oh, my beef with flying is uh, flying. Um, you know, and they just asked him a bunch of them. Yeah. And then they were finally just like, you know, well, fuck it. But, um, you know, we'll just use the shopping one. But here, here's my theory about this. <laughs> For David Bodie, he doesn't he's, he doesn't go shopping. So like they, they asked him about this and he just he doesn't he doesn't know any know anything about it. Um, these guys don't shop for themselves. This guy has no idea. This guy's never been in a Walgreens in his life. No. Um, Jeremy, I will say if like you know if you were doing the editing for these like videos and directing from, I feel like maybe you could have tried to coach him uh, yeah. to like give a little bit better of an answer. Be like, hey, you know, all right. So like you know your, your kid. Uh, you know, like he he's going to a birthday party. You got to pick up like a last minute present for the, the kid that's having the birthday party. Like, what was something that was annoying about that? But David Bodie probably doesn't do that. Like, no. it's either either you know they they just hire they hire somebody to do it. Like the, these guys don't know anything about anything. The only thing that this guy knows about is like baseball and putting Jesus quotes under his Instagram pictures. That's it. <laughs> Those are the only. That's the only thing he knows about. Yeah. No. For sure. I mean. Like most baseball players um, who are lucky enough to be born in this country, I guess, um, were like groomed to play baseball since the, you know, since they could get a bat. I and mean, we talked about this with in the Gentile episode, but like, you know, all they know is fucking baseball. And like in high school, in college, it's all baseball. Uh, their parents like every weekend they're like at a, 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 turn- a tournament or like traveling with their travel team and like. You know, God forbid they like, you know, learn anything uh, like about life in, during any of those years. Uh, and then they go straight to the, the they go to the minor leagues. And um, yeah, maybe they like maybe they go to like a Walgreens to like buy dinner or something, you know. But like uh, other than that, like, no, I don't think David Bodie's ever like gone like, you know, shopping with his wife for like a couch or something. You know, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, there, there's plenty of plenty of good stuff you can say, right? Like, hey, like, you know, what's your beef with shopping? Like, oh, like, you have 15 items or less. People abusing that, or like, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can never, I can never find a thing that I'm, you know, looking for. You know, we've all been that guy at like Walgreens who's, you know, gone through every aisle and you still can't find the shampoo. There's, 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 you know, everything. It, you know, but uh, yeah. So th- this is why Spencer Torkelson tried to open a can with his hands. Yes. You know. Like these guys just don't know anything. I'll say so just to skip a little bit ahead tonight because, you know, eventually we'll uh, – we might as well just talk about this one now. But they yeah. had one for Rizzo at tonight's Padres uh, uh, game. And I'll give Rizzo credit. Like, he gave a good answer. Like, they said, what's your beef with travel? And he said, like, hurrying up to get on, the, like, the plane and going and then just, like, you know, sitting there on, like, the runway or, you know, whatever it was he said. But it was like, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a relatable thing. Uh, but yeah, David Bodie, just, you know, the guy's an anti-vaxxer. I already didn't like him. And now like, it's just, uh, it's just now, now he's a dullard on top of it. 
We should hey, we should also say programming note is like you know last I think it was last episode we did like the Cubs the, I guess the anti vaxxers and <laughs> in one in one regard we probably should have done our research or done our homework and and did some research before we um you know uh like kind of threw some names around out there but you know it was also funny to like guess and um I we did I did it did end up like kind of like looking some things up on Twitter and and Reddit and whatnot um and uh yeah I mean uh it, it, all signs point to David Bodie uh not being uh, uh vaxxed so there you go Oh there you go so David Bodie uh yeah beef with shopping is is shopping okay um there was also uh uh so I'll just uh this happened near the end of the game Jerry but this is another fan thing um yeah. Craig Kimbrell I did not know this but he uh, enters to Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Uh, by uh, by GNR. Um, uh, yeah. Has that he's he always done that? Has he always he, entered to that? You song? know, honestly, I I don't recall that being a thing uh, previous years either. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Yeah, he's got his own. He's got his own music video. It's sort of like when Trevor Hoffman used to come in and enter. To, I think he entered to Hell's Bells. Um, but uh, you know, they have. He has his own music video. I, I asked you tonight, Jeremy, if they, if, if they, you know, they they only made that music video after he started doing good. But it's a, uh, it's a whole, it's a whole thing when Kimbrough comes into the games now. Uh, and th- there was one guy who was sitting. Uh, in front of us, he was like at one section over, and you know, probably about ten rows down. We, yeah, Jack, and- Jack, real quick, real quick, before we should say this, I just to just to set the scene, like you know, one of the things about like the the, the uh, closers uh, coming out is that they have the whole like commercial break to come out, right? And so uh-huh. you get to hear like an extended you know, chunk of the song. And so like, if you can picture a sweet child of mine, like starting off with like the, the bass, like doom, doom, doom. And like the guitar and like, uh, the drums, like do the, like the, on the cymbals, they do that little like splash on the cymbals, like that sort of thing. And it's like, and then like the build up and like, so you get, you get like it, the song like builds up, right. And it's building momentum. And so like, so we have this guy here. Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost like a wrestling entrance, Jeremy. Yeah, it really is. Um, and so this guy, uh, he, he had long, like, flowing hair, um, <laughs> and uh, he, he was he wasn't really dressed that warm. Like, he had like a Cubs jersey on, but yeah. I, I don't even know if he had like a sweatshirt on under it. Um, so he was just this kind of ridiculous guy. He kind of looked like and, Mike Mike Morse a little bit. <laughs> he did. He 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 had that sort of uh, you know Michael Morse. Uh, you know Jeff uh, Jeff Samarja type of look about him, yeah. Where he was just like a sort of a big like uh, you know lunkhead with like long flowing black hair, um, he, and like he kind of looked he was like, letting his, like he was a, a he, I was gonna say he kind of looked like uh, Matt Garza with long hair. <laughs> he did, yeah. And and so he was just it was a windy day, and he was just he was letting he was letting the wind blow his long hair back, and he had his <laughs> eyes. He had his eyes closed, and he was he was mouthing the words to this song to the sweet sweet child of mine, and he was playing an air guitar. Jeremy, you can you can uh, describe his air guitar skills better than I can. Yeah, and again, like so. Hey, it's not bad enough that I'm like a, a baseball snob. I'm also gonna come out now as a as a music snob or like a musician <laughs> snob, really. Um, <clears throat> but. I don't know if if people have ever really observed and studied uh, people who play air guitar, but um, you know a guitar um, like is a stringed instrument. Instrument uh, drums is a whole nother instrument. It's different from the guitar, um, and uh, and it plays things that the guitar doesn't. Uh, but this guy was playing the air guitar, and so whenever there was like it's like 
uh, like right before like the um, the intro and right before like she's got a smile that appears to me whatever it's like mm-hmm. there's a do 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 like the drums go like do do like that and on the guitar he would do that he he every time there was a drum hit like which you know like I think if you're really grooving and you're feeling it like the drums is probably the part that's really kind of like moving you and you know you're kind of feeling in your body. So he was, he was, this guy was so into it and the, the wind was blowing his hair just right. And, uh, you know, he was just feeling it and he was air guitaring. So like every time there was like a drum hit, he would do that on the guitar. And I'm like, dude, that's not, that's not the guitar that's doing that, man. That's the drums. So like maybe air drum, you know, you could air drum and you could also have the hair like blowing, uh, you know, in the wind. Uh, but, uh, his, his form was not, uh, was not accurate. So, um, I, I feel like as a guy who, who probably really, um, probably like, like, I think part of his, you know, the hair, the thought process to not get his hair cut is to be like, Oh dude, like when I'm outside, you know, and the wind's blowing through my hair, like I just got to look cool, you know? And it's like, just, you know, just, you might want to take care of that. Like, um, you know, especially if you enter any sort of like air guitar contest, which, which there are, um, th- those do exist. Um, they do. Yeah. So I think they judge you on that sort of thing. So, so yeah, so he's got to work <laughs> on his form a little bit, but, uh, this guy was, um, he was feeling it. Like you would have thought that he was like on a stage in the center of the stadium and like, it was a sold out house and they were all like looking at this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it's like, uh, you know, when somebody's really getting into karaoke and they, they start waving the microphone at the crowd. Um, yes. you know, it was, it was, it was one of those things. And I, I didn't really understand if this guy was with anybody or not. Uh, <laughs> no. if, if he, if he was, he wasn't paying any attention to the no. people he was with. <laughs> right. Right. The friends were like, all right, this is Keith's uh, chance. Just let's let him do his thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was his big moment for sure. Um, and yeah, he definitely, he definitely, cause Kimbrel came in tonight too. And I definitely just thought of that guy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. In. From the first notes of Sweet Child of Mine, like I was just like, "Oh my God, that guy! What a, what a funny guy!" <laughs> um, so the Reds uh, had, a, had a we saw a guy make his major league debut um, uh, as a starting pitcher. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I've seen a guy make his MLB debut as a starting pitcher. A starter, um, yeah. but it was uh, yeah, it was exciting. Sort of, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, the guy, the guy's name was Vladimir Gut- Gutierrez. Um, some guy on Reddit made a uh, made a joke like uh, hmm it's curious that a guy named Vladimir is starting for the Reds uh, which I, I I guess is a, like a communist Russia joke I don't know um, yeah made me laugh but this guy Vladimir Gutierrez he had a headshot like nothing I've ever seen before his headshot was like all neck and I think it, I think it was all neck on purpose yes uh, done by Vladimir Gutierrez to show off the extremely scary spider tattoo that he had over his Adam's apple in the front of his neck. Yeah. And Um, and not just, not just a regular spider Jack, but a fucking black widow too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was, uh, it was incredibly scary. Um, I would not, I wouldn't fuck with this guy, but, uh, I also, I guess that, you know, if, if he endured the pain to like get a tattoo over his neck in Adam's apple of a, of a black widow, like a pretty big elaborate tattoo. Like, I I guess I would, I would want to show it off too. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you, you, that's one of those where you, um, you just, you talk to, you, you step into the, in front of the camera to get your headshot and you're like, don't make sure you don't miss the spider, you know? And like the guy just like, yes, sir. And like you, you, you like check before you move on. It's like, is this good? Like, yeah, that's good. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it was uh, yeah, it was frightening. Uh, he was from uh, Cuba, right? Yes, he was. Um, yeah, he. Uh, I think he was about twenty five, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, was having a good year in AAA, so they called him up. He didn't have a bad outing either in the game. Oh. Um, yeah, I think he. Uh, yeah, just just uh, just a one earned run. I mean, I think he was definitely helped out by the weather. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't look too bad. I mean, he looked like he belonged. He could be a guy that uh, you know starts and pitches long relief for them this year. Yeah, um, I think yeah, it he actually, looked okay. Yeah, I actually think it took David Bodie's religious. Uh, uh, you know, backing to to overcome the dark forces of uh, the Black Widow uh, tattoo of Vladimir <laughs> Gutierrez. That's the only reason why the Cubs were able to eke out that one run. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely a frightening guy. I don't know if he got sent back down or what the deal is. Um, he's turned. Well, actually, his turn probably would have been today or tomorrow because we we saw. Um, or yeah, well. Uh, no, because we saw Elzelay. Um, so, yeah, his, his turn is probably coming up pretty soon. Yeah, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to follow how the guy does. But, uh, yeah, he had yeah, one scary-looking uh, looking headshot. Um, I, we also saw Jonathan India, who was, I think, the number four or number five overall pick in the 2018 draft. So he made his way up uh, pretty fast, got a 5.2 million signing bonus from the Reds. Um and, uh, yeah, he kind of just looks like a little shit. I, I have in my notes here is Jonathan India, the new Sean Rod. Is he, is he the new Sean Rodriguez? He certainly has the look. Like, he has that, uh, just, just that long, uh, you know, kind of kind of shitty hair. He's got, like, a goatee. Um, he's got the similar build to Sean Rodriguez and, and a similar way that he carries him, uh, himself on the field where he, he seems he's like a cocky guy even though he hasn't done shit yet at, in, at the major league level. He's only been around for two months, but his numbers are not very good. Yeah, and um, we are son Jack, I'm looking at his, his numbers now. So in college, he, um, he, hit, uh, he hit four homers and hit 303 in his freshman year, uh, 274 his sophomore year with six homers, and then just went crazy his junior year, hit 350 with 21 homers. Um, and that's what got him drafted fifth overall. Um, and then his numbers, like in the minors, have not been that great, uh, aver- power or average, really. Um, but uh, yeah, so just he kind of started off kind of okay the first couple weeks of the season, but um, yeah, he's hitting two thirty only, uh, three homers, um, not that great in today's baseball. Um, so yeah, I don't know if he's gonna have long ger- long term longevity, but uh, but yeah, just not not super great uh, numbers. No, um, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, and, you know, there were a couple other guys I was looking forward to seeing uh, for the Reds, uh, Jesse Winker, or Jesse Wanker, as I call him. And actually, the, the home plate um probably thought he was a wanker because he was whining about some calls at the uh, the end of the game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they had, they had Jesse Winker. They had Nick Castellanos, who's having a really good year. And he was wearing – Nick Castellanos was wearing some weird, like, hoodie oh, yeah. under, his, under his Reds jersey that did not look team-issued. Um, it was like, a, you know, the Reds were wearing gray, uh, their red uh, tops, their alternate red tops. And uh, Nick Castellanos had on like this dark gray uh, hoodie with like the sleeves yeah. halfway cut off. And, you it, know, the, 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 it was like a, there was a big hood that was sticking out the back of his jersey. It just it looked bad. Like just, did, you know, somebody from the equipment team, like get this guy a red, a red like hoodie to wear to wear. Or somebody tell him, somebody tell him not to wear that. Yeah. It looked like something from like Hot Topic or like Zoomies or something <laughs> like some kind of skate shop or something. Uh, it was, it was kind of odd. Um, 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 yeah, so that, yeah, that was, yeah, that was like, great. Yeah, black, uh, I mean, black Castanis is not part. No. And 
Yeah, it's not. That's not the, one of the team no. colors. No, um, you know, I'll, I'll forever love Nick Castellanos for spoiling uh, 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 M- Marty Brenneman's, uh, you know, apology by hitting a home run. But um, that was Marty Brenneman, right? Tom Brenneman, yeah. Tom Brenneman, not Marty was his dad, right? Yeah. Um, if I'm Bo- not mistaken, both assholes. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of assholes. Uh, Joe West was umpiring in this game. This was, uh, I believe, two games after he'd broken the record. Yeah. Uh, he had finally found the the pot of gold at the end of his rainbow uh, that he said he'd been chasing. Um, so, yeah, Joe West uh, set the all-time record for games umpired, which is something crazy. It's like over 5,200 games uh, umpired. That's just, I can't even fathom that. Um, but, yeah, he did it. And uh, he was umpiring second base, and he made a terrible call at second base. Javier Baez was safe. He, Javier Baez was trying to steal. He was The throw beat him, but he slid around the guy, and he was safe. And even from where we were sitting, it was I had thought he was safe initially. Um, but, hey, because the throw beat him, Joe West called him out, and uh, the play was challenged and overturned. And Joe West, being the crew chief, had to be the one to put the, you know, he had to hustle his ass over to uh, the out, uh, you know, the sideline. And, um, you know, put the headphones on and he was the one who, who had to, you know, basically make the call that he was safe. He had to overturn his own call, um, yeah. which was which was nice to see. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Yeah, Jack. And uh, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to call me out on this, but I, I was going nuts on, on Joe West. Um, just you were. the guy is a fucking just a turd seems like the wrong word because he's he's such a he's he's just a, a big dump, really. Um, of a person. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, like uh, he, uh, he made the call and like, yeah, you, you know that that's what he did. Like, he's just like, Oh, uh, beat him. He's out, you know? And like, who gives a shit? Like, uh, what, what that matters to the player or whatever. It's like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the man. I'm the guy who runs this, uh, crew chief, uh, like this, uh, umpiring crew. So I'm calling them out. And it's like, and I, and I know Jack, you like you, uh, you rag on like, just the Chicago media for, you know, speaking as if Javi Baez invented sliding and, you know, has like, you know, uh, he's like his sliding, um, is from like another galaxy. But like the fact of the matter is, is that he does this all the time now, the swim move. Um, so it's like, you have to, you have to like anticipate it. Like for like when players don't, don't like, um, anticipate for it like it's it's just it's foolish but it's like i feel like the word is pretty much out on bias we should also note this was the day after that crazy rundown in pittsburgh with will craig uh this was the first game uh after that um the, the next day and uh um yeah i mean it's like you know that bias does that when he slides in so like you might want to look at the fact that like, Oh, did he get around the tag? Because he usually tries to do that. But of course, Joe West is just like, no, he was out. And so I, I was going crazy. I'm like, time to retire, Joe. Like, you know, uh, you're done. Uh, you know, congratulations on your record, Joe. Now, you know, hang it up, uh, whatever. And so like, um, yeah, I just, I, I wish I could have yelled, uh, worse things to, to that pile of crap but um yeah, yeah um we should yeah we should sometime have a debate jeremy who watches less baseball joe west or alex rodriguez um 
I think it would be. I think it would be close. I yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm sure they both watch watch zero games when they're not you know when they're not calling or or umpiring. Right. Um. Yeah. You, Jeremy, you were you were fascinated by uh, the what what I deem the uh, or you deem the the tiny camera guy. So there was this guy <laughs> this guy who had a camera. Um, it, it was like the cool camera that the Cubs used to get. Uh, I don't even no, know how I would describe wait, it. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. Wait, this is a different thing, Jack. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that later, but, um, no. So like at some point in the game, uh, I don't know, like, you know, the Cubs were at bat or whatever. Um, I don't even know if it, they were threatening because there was so like little offense in this game, but at some point, some guy just like walks up, stands in the main concourse on the, for, on the like lower level. And is just standing there with this like tiny camera. Like he, I guess, I guess it was probably a GoPro, but the thing about like GoPros is that when you see a GoPro, like when someone uses a GoPro, it's usually mounted on like someone's helmet, like because they're jumping from a from a fucking you know plane or like some dude like, um yeah like like uh on a bike like going like off like all terrain bike riding or something, but this guy just like had it on like a little like stand like a little like. It looked like it was on a pencil, like it looked like a pencil topper, like that you would have like in grade school. But he had like a little. I it had to have been a GoPro, but he just stood there and was just like filming the game with his GoPro on this little like pencil, uh, like just standing there, like in the concourse, like blocking, like like in the way of like where people are supposed to be crossing. Um, and he stood there for like a whole at bat, and it was just it was just comical. And then like at some point, I think. I'm not sure told him to leave and he finally like turned around and he, he was sitting behind us and he just kind of emerged from, from behind us. But, uh, but like, yeah, he was just like, all right, here's my chance. And he went out and like recorded like an at bat with his GoPro. Uh, but it looks so silly. I had, I actually got a picture of the field. Um, I got a picture of him under the auspices of like capturing like, you know, gameplay. Um, so I, in the corner of the screen, like I have him like, uh, holding his his little his tiny camera up, uh, and it's pretty comical to see. But uh, yeah, it really it just looked like a little camera on top of a pencil, basically. Do you remember those old uh, SNL sketches from twenty years ago? But it was like uh, like yuppie people. I forget who the other people were, but then then Will Ferrell would always come in at the end, and he would have like a real small like tiny cell phone. <laughs> um, or like some really advanced piece of equipment. Like he was the biggest yuppie of them all. And it was like, okay. you know, the cell phone would be the size of like a, you know, a, a little eraser. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it was like a, a riff on like how modern technology was getting, you know, so condensed. Um, and you know, now it's just reality. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of what this tiny camera guy was, was like, you know, just a little, little tiny camera. Yeah. Yeah. It was just funny to, to, to look at. And, um, yeah, I guess he needed to get some footage. I mean, those cameras are cool, but it's like it, it, it that's just a weird way to use it. Um, and uh, I'm sure the phone probably would have been just fine, too. And also he should sit his ass down and not stand in the aisle and record um, uh, an at bat. Um, but uh, but anyway, I digress. Um, so. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, I think um, I guess uh, in the ninth inning, like so. Again, it was one nothing. I at some point I posed the question to Jack, like if he had seen an you know one nothing game, and this day de- definitely seemed like it could definitely be a one nothing game. That's what it ended up being, one nothing. The Cubs won. Bodie was the only run that scored on the, the home run, which it seemed improbable. The way the wind was blowing, it seemed improbable that there could even be a home run, but he just got it. It just like 
got right in the basket, like kind of right in the left field corner. Um, yeah, it was it was a line drive home run, Jeremy. Yeah. It didn't it didn't if any fly ball was just getting sucked up into the vortex of of Wrigley Field that day. But his was a line drive. It never really never really got sucked up in that wind, uh, and it just it just left the park. So that that was the only way that anything was going to get out of the park, and uh, you know, and he managed to to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool to see a one nothing game. Uh, Kimbrell um, got the save for the Cubs. This guy, I just have one little note here. This yeah. guy, Mark Payton. Um, pinch hit for the Reds. I, I never did find out exactly what they listed him as, but um, oh, wasn't you know, it, wasn't it like five seven or something? It's, it's, it's five eight one eighty. Okay. Um, the guy's just he was just tiny. Um, yeah, but he was he pinch hit for the Reds. He was like the second to last hope for them, and uh, you know, of course, of course, he struck out. Uh, uh, and I'm looking what his numbers here are here. Holy shit! This guy, this Mark Payton guy, this yeah. five eight guy. He hit 30 home runs, drove in 97 runs, and hit 334 in AAA in 2019 for Oakland. What? No way. That's How did that guy do that? This, uh, this guy, folks, this guy is just like, <laughs> um, he looked like yeah. a hobbit. I mean, that isn't that is insane. You know, maybe baseball reference made a mistake. We should, you know, we should write to them. This guy was ridiculous, dude. This guy tore up the league. That doesn't um, make any that sense. That was at Vegas. Yeah, I mean Vegas. I think is like kind of like a a bandbox of, or actually, yeah, yeah. I mean they they say the Pacific Coast League like is all like kind of hitters parks. Yeah. Um. So that you know Pacific Coast League numbers in AAA are a bit inflated, um, kind of like Coors Field numbers. But um, even inflated thirty homers is pretty legit. This is crazy that this guy has. That's crazy. I would. Uh, I'll we'll have to look more into this guy. But that is, yeah, that is that is uh, inconceivable. Yeah. So there you go. I was wondering why he was in the majors, and and well, there you go. Um. But the last, the last most terrifying thing that happened to us uh, in this so. game was so we were we were walking home. We were walking out of the stadium, um. And so Jeremy had parked on a side street uh, about a half mile away from Wrigley, and so we were walking down the side street. So, you know, Wrigley Field is on Clark Street, which is a major busy street, and so we were walking west away from the stadium. So we get on we get on this little side street, and then, like, following us just directly behind us were these two ladies um, who had also been in the um, sort of the melee that was happening to get out of the stadium. That, that, that always happens after a Cubs game. Um, and so these ladies were just right on our tail. It, it's sort of like when you're driving um, and some asshole is like, you know, is speeding and he, he's, he gets he gets right up on your bumper behind you. Yeah. Uh, that's what it was like for, for Jeremy and I for about three blocks uh, at least and, and of, like, of walking. Yeah. And like, I mean, we can't emphasize enough how much they were on our ass. Like they were like um, like a person, like an upright person's like person length away from us it would be like it was like if we were if all four of us were together if those were like our wives and like they were catching up while we were walking like they were like right behind us like lockstep behind us and like we couldn't fucking shake them and not only could we not shake them but like jack and i were trying to have a conversation uh a conversation that i was like particularly interested in and like they were just fucking like like right in our fucking ears and like we couldn't fucking shake them. And like, I, at, at some point we, yeah, we got like about three, four blocks. And like, um, I just, I was like, I said to Jack, I'm like, you want to pull over for a second? And Jack was like, yeah. And like, yeah. he knew exactly what we hadn't, we hadn't, um, acknowledged it, 
But at some point, it just got so fucking nuts, so much to me that I'm like, we have to pull over. And like we did, we stepped over and we're on feet. It's like we're talking like it's like if a car was 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 on your ass, you would actually pull over and let them pass. But we had to like pull over on foot and let them pass us. And like the whole thing is like when you're in that situation, because whenever you're like coming and going from Wrigley, like you're walking, usually you're you're passing uh, or passing through and, and, and surpassing like groups of people walking. Um, but you over, you try to overtake them at some point or you do something. You don't just fucking walk right behind them the, in lockstep for like more than like three, like for three, four blocks. It's fucking crazy. And like, so we stepped by, we stepped aside, they walked past, couldn't be any more oblivious couldn't be more oblivious to to the fact of what they were going to they were like what was going on they just kept walking and kept talking and i was just i started like losing it and i was like what the fuck like what the fuck was that what the hell and like jack was like yeah oh my god what the hell i'm like i mean seriously what was that what was that cross and we were like you know cross the street or overtake us like go in the the like it's happened a million times to me with me and my dad. Like you're walking behind someone, you gotta pass them. So like you walk into the grass, and like you don't, you know, it, you don't really want to step in someone's grass, but like you're just passing through. You just pass them, and then you get in front of them, and then they probably slow down, and then you can like walk at a normal pace. But like, it felt like we were being like like walked off the plank, like pirate style. Like it was crazy, and like. And the whole thing, the whole thing is like, we were, me and Jack were having this conversation. We were talking about like local actors, like who are, who've made it like into like TV shows and like people that we have maybe crossed paths with. And so I, it, I was kind of in, invested in this conversation. And at some point, and like, I was like, at one point I said to you, Jack, I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down a second. Like, let me process all this. And I realized why it's because these people were in my freaking ear and I couldn't like, I couldn't process the, the conversation. And like I, I just I'm like, what is going on here? Like, well, when it finally broke, when it finally like occurred to me what was happening, I just I kind of lost it, and I was yelling out loud on the sidewalk. I'm like, what? What is this? What? What's going on? It was just it was bedlam. Yeah, and 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 Jeremy, let, let let's point out too that there was nowhere, uh, there was no one around us at all. Yeah, it we was were just the only uh, four people on that street. Yep. So it's, you know, sometimes in a crowded street, it can be tough to, you know, kind of weave your way around people. Yeah, there was nobody there. It was just it was just us, which made it all the more awkward because, you know, we could hear everything they were saying and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you always kind of just you, you feel awkward when, when you feel like somebody's listening in on your conversation, no matter how uh, no matter how mundane uh, the, the subject matter is. Um, and so also it was funny, Jeremy, because when you asked me to pull over, you're like, this is, this is disconcerting. Let's pull over. Like, you know, you had already kind of started to lose it, but then, then I, I hadn't realized neither of us did that the, one of the ladies was walking like with the, you know, just like this strange gait. It was like very, uh, yes. you know, very like this, pri this prissy kind of, uh, uh, like, like power walking type of type of gait. And and so Jeremy saw her doing that, and he actually took like you know after they after they passed us, he actually took a couple of steps like that in like her direction, and you know it was it was funny, you know she was almost walking like C three PO from Star Wars. Yeah, she had her like arms straight down to her sides, and like uh, I think that was like a joke on Seinfeld. There was like a woman who like walked with her arms straight down, but that's how she was walking, and but then she was like looking up at her friend talking. And they were just so fucking, I, I, I can't, I have no 
tolerance for people who are just fucking oblivious to the fucking world going on around them. Maybe, you know, they like, you know, ignorance is bliss or something, but like, I can't, it's like, look around you. I think maybe I even said that. I'm like, look around you. Look what's going on in this fucking world. Like, like you're fucking walking up to people's asses and you have no concept of what you're doing. Like, I can't stand when people are fucking oblivious and like, maybe I'm a little too over sensitive or over aware, but like, I just can't, I just can't take it. It was, it's just crazy. Well, it, you know, stay tuned folks. Um, cause there might be a little bit more on, <laughs> well, on, yes. on this, this type of subject. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was bad. And yeah, we also, even after we let him pass us, we, we still couldn't shake him. It's like they were heading, heading, headed in the exact same direction. Right. We, were, we so had across just... a busy street and then we, we caught the light and then this is just like driving, but these people were menaces, um, like on feet, <laughs> uh, you know, and like, um, yeah, yeah, we, 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 they, they were going to catch us again. And then we had to like, kind of like alter our route a little bit. Like, it's just crazy. But anyway, so mm. th- that was, uh, that was the Reds game, uh, <laughs> good baseball <laughs> game. Um, and, uh, you know, so just getting back into the swing of things here, but, uh, yeah, Jack, that, uh, that'll lead us then to, uh, tonight's